0: everyone, to the 18th episode of the New Gen Mindset Podcast. I'm Dan Cozell here with Nick Tartaglia. Nick, what's going on, man?
1: What's up, guys? It's a good morning, some crazy stuff. You know. <laughs> Ever since COVID, it's like the world just can't stop giving us new shit to have to look at and analyze and just start wondering why the hell is it happening?
0: A lot of stuff to look forward to almost every week especially yeah. in the investment community. The beauty about finance is that no matter what happens to the world, there's something going on. Exactly. And um, You're never bored. Exactly. Never. Um, but I, I like how there's been a bit of normalcy coming back. Um Sports have come back. I know, Nick, you're not as big of a sports guy as I am, but <laughs> the Habs won a game last night, and that was massive. So, I'll take the normalcy back hockey in August. Um,
1: but finance doesn't sleep, right? No, never. But here's the, I was, the other day I was, I saw, I saw, we were watching sports. Some of my friends were watching sports there. And uh, I was like, I feel like the ambiance just doesn't make sense anymore. because like, It's just the players. So you just, you, all you hear is really skates. You don't hear anybody. Uh-huh. See, I, I don't, I like, I, I get the energy vibe of it, but it's like, now there's no energy. It's just the players.
0: You know this isn 't a sports podcast, but the one thing that I would say about hockey is the intensity was there last night yeah and cool the, the intensity is there like as soon as the the puck drops like that that was just like that was that felt like playoff hockey, regardless if fans were in there or not, but you know what it, it, it gives people some somewhat of distraction, a distraction yeah you know so it 's good for the mind it would be
1: like in. it would have been like if uh, if we for example the world the, the economy and the stock market closed for six months. What the hell? Like, what are we supposed to do? Right? <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> so. If six months later finally comes back, it's like okay, cool, let's go. But it would never happen. Because yeah, exactly. The you can't. World, it, so it, the world it, just
0: keeps the world just keeps moving, man. Like, exactly. It, it, in our scenario, always happening. In
1: our scenario, it's it's more like um, uh, uh, was it essential workers? It's the essential part of the system that it can't yeah. ever just disappear. So we're kind of lucky on that sense. And I will say this though, it was a very uh,
0: interesting week as well. The US and Canada came out with their second quarter GDP numbers, which were obviously expected to be atrocious. We're talking great depression levels here. Yeah. Um, Canada, I think dropped 40%. These are annualized by the way. Um, so a 40% drop in GDP, which is absolutely Huge. insane. Yeah. Uh, good recovery though in June. Uh, and July, excuse me. So July saw a 4.5% rebound in GDP. So that's actually an encouraging sign the yeah. No, go, go. I was just going to say the U.S. to 32.1% yeah. or 32.2%. They were expecting about 34.1%. So we are officially in a recession.
1: Yeah, yeah. this
0: is official now, but this is what you and I have been speculating and obviously with logical reasoning for the Mm -hmm. past since COVID actually started uh, that there was going to be a recession, but we are officially in one right now.
1: It only made sense. And if we're there, guess what? Europe is going to be there. Africa is going to be there. I mean, I don't know about Asia. I don't know what's going on with Asia. I don't know if they're doing well. They're not doing well. I'm a little confused by them. it
0: It seems like the Chinese data that keeps coming out is encouraging.
1: Yeah, that's why. It's like I'm a little, I don't know where to stand exactly. Uh, Like short-term outlook wise. Like I'm very uh, on the side. So I I don't really know what to assume on that side. But uh, global recession, if the the world's in a global recession. (laughs) Just expect more things to continue to develop.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Amidst all this chaos, um, and this is going to be the topic of our episode today, the one company that has been on an absolute tear, um, and that has been surprising and beating analyst expectations. Um, hmm. a lot of short sellers piling it into it and getting squeezed out like wildfire has been Tesla. Um, and I think after 10 years of going like te- Tesla went public 10 years ago in 2010, I think in June, um, I think this is a force to be reckoned with. And it starts with the guy at the top by the name of Elon Musk. Who is, in my opinion, and I think you can agree with this, uh, an absolute legend of an entrepreneur. A hundred
1: percent. Innovator, one of the craziest innovators. He might be the
0: biggest influential uh, innovators of our lifetime. Um, I think. It, I think. I think he sold PayPal in what 2006.
1: Uh, I don't and- remember exactly when, but uh, yeah, that's it. That was his first. That was his first thing, and he sold it.
0: Yeah, that was his first venture. He sold that. You know what he did with that money? He took all of it. I think it was about $10 billion and invested it into Tesla. And Elon Musk is a prime example of a visionary and a guy who is thinking so much bigger than the rest of us, Yeah, you know, than the rest of us The long game. He's got such a long-term time horizon. I think he obviously believes that he's going to be able to go to Mars um, with SpaceX. And that's the beast that keeps fueling it as well. And he's also providing a very green impact in the world while creating yep. an absolute juggernaut in Tesla. So this is really going to be the focus of this episode. We're going to talk about the stock. We're going to talk about the company. We're going to talk about why this is probably the craziest uh, you know, time to be witnessing something so historical. It's, uh, uh, it's
1: probably one of the biggest like love-hate stocks to absolutely. look at. You know, it's like you want them, but it's like shit. The evaluations are crazy, but it's like, it's it's Elon Musk. So I need to have exposure to Elon Musk. And then it's like, but the evaluation is still crazy again, but it's like, God damn it. It just never, it just always continues to beat expectations. It's like, then it becomes irrational to assume to be rational. Yeah. So it, it's like, you're confused in your head again. It, 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 it certainly is
0: the most confusing stock to own. Um, The other thing that I would say from a trader's perspective is it is the most volatile uh, of all the NASDAQ um, stocks out there. And if you look at the options market, I mean, the premiums are insane. Like you're paying like 10 to 30 to 40 times more than you would usually pay for any type of options. So let's dive into this and talk about really the importance of where Tesla is heading, Mm -hmm. uh, how this affects other industries and where, Where is this going? Right?
1: So if I may, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of uh, explain their mission just to get a perspective because the mission is at the end of the day, when you look at a company, if you want to understand their long horizon, their game plan, the mission and their objective is sort of how you start understanding at the top line side, this is what your mission is. Okay, cool. Do all your actions support this mission. So Tesla's mission is is to accelerate the world's transition to sustainable energy. Tesla safely builds services and delivers all electric vehicles, solar roofs, and infinitely scalable clean energy generation and storage products. Their intent is to create an entire sustainable energy ecosystem. Tesla also manufactures a unique set of energy products that enable homeowners, homeowners, businesses, and utilities to produce and manage renewable energy generation, storage, and consumption. So once you get that into their mind, now you start getting a bigger picture that goes beyond their cars. Absolutely. But the question remains that the things that are beyond the cars are more of a startup type of speculation, but you have a man leading a company who knows how to deliver. Because at the end of the day, the base foundation of where they still currently make most of the revenues comes from vehicles. And
0: that is really fueling uh, the growth of this company. Right? So people look at Tesla now and they're like, it's a car company. It's much bigger than that. Mm -hmm. Um, They're using
1: the car revenue to obviously build other aspects of the business. Exactly. So it's, it's like a, it's basically, it's like a startup saying, okay, we're going to start off with one purpose. We're We have a big mission. We have one purpose to start off first phase of our development. Let's get that built. Let's get money flowing. We'll take that money and then we'll channel it into new product line developments. But Nick, I think the
0: thing that our listeners need to realize is that this took 10 years to build and this is probably not even This is probably not even like the tip of the iceberg. No, of course not.
1: This is something you have to expect a 40-year development. If their intent is to completely loop in the way people provide autonomy to their own lifestyle. So if your house is autonomous from energy, if your car is autonomous, you basically have your own grid. And let's say you have solar panels that are fueled by Tesla. Well, guess what? Your car, you cover your car, you cover your usage. And because let's say the intent obviously for Tesla is to kind of be part of a smart grid. So if each house has its own grid and its own solar battery or battery, uh, re renewable battery that basically can store energy. Yeah. And then guess what, if let's say throughout the year, you have periods of where you have low consumption of energy, but your grid has an extremely higher uh, storage input, you could just provide it, uh, extra energy into the overall uh, grid and guess what, it'll probably reduce your electricity cost because you can kind of make money off of it. So it, it, that's where the smart grid comes into play. Now the interesting thing about Tesla
0: too is um, the investor base is sort of like a cult following.
1: Yeah. Um, And that's. Even at an institutional level.
0: Yeah. Even at an institutional level. I mean, this has obviously been the most covered stock for the last four years, really even 10 years ago when it first came out, everybody was skeptical. I mean, it's the classic things with these large caps, but I think Tesla now has reached a point of pure market dominance. Uh, in, a spa- in, a, in, in an industry, and we'll talk about the car, the car aspect of it, where if you can produce a lethal and profitable car uh, automotive business, which they are, um, I think that puts you, because it's a global industry, I think that puts you in the global superpower of you know, what consumers really want. Right? It's kind of like having airplanes, uh, but in this case, it's cars. And Tesla is a global company at this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just now.
1: Now what I'm now that I'm seeing is that there's a lot of companies that are starting to race. Like in Germany, for example, if you buy an electric car, there's an eight thousand, there's an eight or nine thousand euro incentive. So if you buy a twenty five thousand dollar electric car and the government gives you nine thousand euros, your car is only costing you twelve thousand, fourteen thousand dollars. There's a huge incentive occurring in Europe. Germany has this incentive. So I feel like there's a lot of automotive industry uh, companies now that are seeing a huge reason to shift and shift fast, especially with the way we just saw things happen with, with the COVID everyone is starting to shift their mindset into a very like sustainable, renewable perspective. It's starting, there's, there's a huge shift starting to occur. So now my issue is Tesla was the, was the first player clearly established a nice dominant position. But now it's the sus-
0: dominant player. There exactly. Were, there, were, there were a couple of other ones, Ford yeah. and, and Toyota, but they didn't really take off. No,
1: that's, they, they're in the backside, way, way in the back. But now it becomes an issue is that can they maintain their dominance or will they start losing um, that compounding effect because other companies are going to start emerging in Asia and in Europe. They're going to start having an impact. I feel Tesla will probably kill it in North America. Uh, they'll probably kill it in Asia. Europe Europe is different for some reason they like smaller cars there's a lot of small cars so I feel like it might not be their niche market over there necessarily and India right. too probably not necessarily tighter tighter roads there exactly but asia for china and, and north america i definitely see them dominating so it's more of now you really have to it, it, see the thing is if you play the long game, I, overall, you're pretty much safe as, as you, because you're you're not betting purely on a car company. You're, you're betting on a, you're on a storage. On the, you're betting yeah. on
0: the industry too, right? I mean, if we take a look at the numbers um, they're expecting about a 22% uh, cumulative growth rate between now and 20, 2027. Um, and that market will reach about $802 billion by that time. So it's, you know, it's a trend. It's a yeah. massive trend. Um Elon's is, been ahead yeah. of it for sure with Tesla, yeah. but now I think given the amount of dominance that Tesla has established in the marketplace, a lot of these car companies are starting to catch up. I know this you is, mentioned I know you mentioned Asia real quickly. Um Neo is kind of that
1: other competitor, yeah, right? And exactly. um they're kind of copying what Tesla is doing. So we'll, but will battery, the battery will not be as good, that's for sure. Yeah. And then uh, there's another thing that Tesla doing, which is um, right here, which is Tesla. So right now, Tesla is currently developing a unique battery recycling system at the Gigafactory Nevada that will process both battery manufacturing scrap and end-of-life batteries. Through this system, the recovery of critical metals and minerals will be maximized along with the recovery of all metals used in Tesla battery cells, such as copper, aluminum, and steel. Our ultimate goal is to develop a recycling process that has high recovery rates, low cost, and a low environmental impact. So Tesla is going really the sustainable route, and they're definitely trying to find a way to loop in their stuff because all their batteries and everything they make, it's all with very important commodities. And at the end of the life cycle of the batteries, if you have to throw them away or... or kind of burn them, you tend to get a very low yield back of the commodities. So you waste a lot of material. But if he could do this very well and really close loop that recycling system in order to reach take all the materials he puts into a battery at the end of life, guess what? He can now indefinitely just continuously reproduce batteries without having to purchase more commodities, because at a certain point when the life cycle of a lot of the Tesla's and renewable cars after 10 years, let's say, well, guess what? Now there's the cycle of batteries coming through and he can just recycle them and and re refurbish them basically and remake batteries and send them into new cars. So, so, so this puts less stress to on the value (sighs) chain, right? Exactly about
0: value chain. It's funny on the conference call, Elon Musk said, he's like, we need more nickel. Yeah, we got to mine. It. We got to mine more nickel. Right? So I, I think the next day the nickel stocks and the mining stocks kind of set up about 10%, which was interesting because so just, it, it, it just shows
1: you that, huh. that their demand is there for this stuff. Exactly. In 2019. So he even said, he goes in 2019, the annual amount of Lyon battery metal sent for recycling by Tesla in 2019 was 1000 tons of nickel. 320 tons of copper and 110 tons of cobalt. That was just 2019 sent to recycling. So, so, so for those people that think
0: Tesla's just appear out of the blue, it really doesn't. There's a very interesting value chain process and um, the mining sector. um, I mean, there's, there's a bunch of uh, Canada. uh, Canada is probably the best place for mining. Um, We're kind of like in the investor community. Canada is like the traditional best place to mine. Um, and there is a lot of resources that need to be, you know, dug out of the ground and it's a process because right. Cause mining is very capital intensive with that. Yeah, stuff. exactly. So anyway, back, 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 to Tesla. I mean, it's just like the, the, he's thinking so far ahead, Yeah. you know, and most business owners or most business people, <laughs> they, they don't think this far ahead. Yeah. You know? I
1: think, I think a big part of this fundamental, perspective of what Tesla or I, you know what? I'm not going to say Tesla because Tesla right now, you still think of, you start, you start, it still has some, I'm going to just say Elon Musk because whatever Elon Musk is or what he does is more of what the brand is. So betting on Elon Musk is like basically betting on a very, innovative and sustainable outlook on how we're about to store and produce energy and use energy in our, in our system. That's his intent. He even created um, he even developed a project. It's basically a massive battery that was engineered by Tesla. That's called the mega pack. The intent is to create kind of like a massive energy storage battery that can allow the grid to store energy so it can balance out with the other, component of our grid. So whenever there's peak hours, guess what? You have, you have energy stored. It's far cheaper, far more efficient. And that's the concept of what you would have at houses. Each house would have its own battery grid and this way you it's self self sustainable. And whenever you need to give more into the system, you give more there. It's crazy the things they do because the thing is he's very forward looking. He's very into AI. He's very into sustainability. He's very into cost efficiency. He's very into, He's into things that most people are just so into the moment. He's just 10, 20, 30 years ahead of us mentally right now. And that's kind of the value bet you get when you bet in a company long-term, it gives you a safety net knowing that his head is not even close to being in the moment. His head is way past you. And if he can do this with each segment of his business, well, guess what? Yes. Now you can validate a company worth 2 trillion, $3 trillion because the potential market is insane. With all his product lines,
0: and it's it's only growing too. And uh, the one thing I like, or I think most people admire about Elon too, is he's also very creative. Um, the the first three lines that he did, the Model S, the Model Three, the Model X, the Model Y. I mean, and then he came out. I think when the short sellers got absolutely destroyed. They sold the, 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 the red Tesla short shorts and they wrote sexy on the back, which was the model S, the model three, the model Mm -hmm. X, the model Y, like it's just, he brings this he brings this idea of like creativity and innovation that like, I, you can't even match that.
1: I bet it's because he's probably one of the only CEOs that smokes weed. (laughs) (laughs) When he was on the Joe Rogan. Exactly.
0: You know, it's funny. He didn't inhale there. If you, if you watched it again, he didn't, he didn't actually inhale there. He kind of just took it and was like, but you got a lot of uh, shit for that. You got a yeah, lot of shit for that. But again,
1: I, I guess it was just the beginning, but as you're going to see, I think that it's going to be so normalized that it will buy I mean, nobody cares about that anymore. It was just in the moment type of hate. Agreed. And those are
0: people that just hate him so much because he's so successful. At what he does. Yeah, exactly. Like, let's be honest. Um, so look, I think what, the other thing too, that's really interesting. Um, when Tesla first came out, I was actually having this conversation with my dad. My dad loves Tesla now, but about three years ago, he was, he was extremely skeptical because, first of all, he's, he's an engineer, he's a scientist, so he understands how this stuff works. It was very speculative before. It, it was very speculative, but the amount of charging stations that have been installed globally, um, and we're talking North America, uh, Europe, and obviously China with Japan and South Korea, um, it's almost like, and I sat in a Tesla, I think it was three weeks ago, I had an Uber Tesla ride. And I was sitting in the car and I was just like, this literally feels like a smartphone on wheels, Mm -hmm. zero emissions, zero stuff. So I'm like, dude, if I would get a car, I would buy a Tesla (laughs) because one you're saving a lot on gas, by the way. Um, apparently it only charge to charge your car, it takes about an hour to give you about an 800 kilometer or 600 kilometer, depending on the model and the, the efficiency that you get. And he's
1: working on improving that more and more. And,
0: and yeah, and it's a whole network too, on like the dashboard that they have, but you're actually, you're paying like two bucks to charge and that could last you for like three, depending on how far you go, obviously. But it's just like, you know, the, the, the cost savings of the car are insane. Um, yeah. You know, you're you, saving, could, you can, you could travel abouts. with
1: it. There's yeah, a you, guy there. There's a guy, Johnny Kovacevic. He's a, so one of my small cap companies that I own for my corporate exposure is Copper Bank Resources. And he's the CEO of this company. And he's more, he's very into electrification. He's a, he's an engineer. And he was talking about how he wrote a book on it. He goes, I took my Tesla model. I go, I did two road trips, one in Europe. I traveled all Europe with my Tesla. No problems. And I did all of the United States with my car, with my Tesla. No problem. He goes, before that, the issue was, well, I can't travel this, this and that. And guess what? It's not a problem anymore. I could travel across an entire continent now, basically almost with a renewable car, with a self-sustaining vehicle that doesn't require oil or gas.
0: There's also a very interesting comparison too between uh, the air quality in parts of Europe too, before and after, they had a lot more Teslas involved, and like the reductions it's in. So it's like he's created a company and a concept that reduces, you know, the carbon footprint on the planet. Um, So it's, I, I don't understand how you can hate this guy. Now, if we look at the stock valuation, exactly. So uh, I was th- just saying this this is, that, was the, is, that, that was, was the love side. That was the love side. This is the love. Exactly. This is the this love is the part lo- of the story. <laughs> but, but now you get, and now as an investor, when you look at the stock, you're like, this is absolutely absurd. I exactly. applaud everybody. And I have I have three people that I know that bought Tesla at the around the March lows. It was trading at like 300, 400 yeah. bucks. They scooped up a couple, you know, a handful of shares because it's pretty expensive, realistically.
1: Um, I flipped, there, and, and, I and, flipped and Tesla 4,
0: 4 to 8. They are
1: laughing to the bank right now. Yeah, but I hope they took some money off the table because when it hit 1,009, it was like, how do you not sell that? And now it's down 500 bucks from the all-time highs. So they just lost the chunk of the return. Right. But this is what
0: happens when you don't pay a dividend, right? Tesla is still a growth company.
1: Yeah. It's hundred percent. It, it doesn't have growth company because think of, think of honestly, this is how I'm going to compare it. Think of Tesla, sort of like the Amazon. Tesla is going to be in a growth phase for so long that they're going to want to allocate as much of their capital and free cash flow into just aggressive growth and innovation that they're not going to be able to sustain a dividend. So even if they said one quarter I'm paying a dividend, guess what? It's not something you can look at as a sustainable thing because they're going to be up and down until they get to a point where they're literally at the pinnacle with all their product lines and they're doing well. Right now they're in growth. If if he cannot deliver on his mission. It will be because he's having a problem with his free cash flow and allocating capital towards other product lines. Right. So right now it just doesn't make sense to allocate free cash flow to paying dividends because it's gonna slow them down. And right now he can't afford to slow. Because if his project, if this is gonna take 20 years, if you start paying dividends, it could take 40 years instead. Which which
0: he shouldn't be doing, right? Exactly. I, I totally I totally, I totally agree with that. Now, when a company doesn't pay a dividend, unfortunately, it's very susceptible to volatility, right? And this is this is where Tesla Tesla bears bulls that uh, you can call them pigs, whatever you want. Cause pigs get slaughtered at the end of the day in finance. But um, it, it's, it's so I, I was looking at the charts, like at the earnings uh, when they announced, like they they had a first profitable quarter. Right. And the, the, the volatility on those options was insane. It was like North of like 300%.
1: I think they had, I think Tesla had the most recorded shorts, in history at like 20 billion when it was at all-time high. Yeah. So, I mean, it's still susceptible to big drops. If they do miss a
0: next quarter, which I don't think they will, but you never know, it could drop even more. Um, so this is where you kind of have to be careful with Tesla. Um, but if you have a really long-term time horizon, you don't really care. Um, you just got to buy this thing on weakness at this point. I think it's fair
1: to say that the Tesla's not going away any, anytime soon. No, absolutely not. Now bought- it becomes an issue is how much more growth, like as an investor, depending on your horizon, you have to look at the stock, especially based on the evaluation. You says, okay, like how much more growth can I expect to see in the short term, in the midterm and the long term? Of course, if you play the long game, like when I say long, I mean, if you're young and you're playing 30, 40 years, Of course, the noise and the the current price may not necessarily be as much of a variable right now because down the line, it'll kind of fade away and it won't, there'll be more noise. But in the short term, three to five years, these evaluations, these prices could do some damage, especially if you're old, 67 years old and you get exposure now and you're not looking at 30 years and you're only looking at a couple years, this could not necessarily be a very good investment because there's, like like we were saying, man, this is like, this is the hate moment where it's like, shit, it's like, i i want better i want better prices better evaluations i want better numbers right now to really get exposure, but then you could tranche it you get a little bit now and then feed as you see the price move it's hard to get with tesla though yeah exactly I, I mean, that's that, the love that, hates. That, that 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 this is the whole exactly value investors hate the stock it, it, i'm it, it i'm very them. I'm very on the line. It's like you touch this. If you don't go, this is where your head has to be so into understanding your horizon. If you don't play this stock long, oh my God, at current prices, I would be scared in the short term because I don't know what to expect. If were, if this was back at four $500. Okay, go put 10 grand. But now at this price, it's like, shit, it could just keep going down for a year. It gets stagnate because guys look right now, the market cap is at 266 billion USD. Okay. The all time high was $1,900 that gave it about a market cap of a $350 billion, which is a third of a trillion dollars. And they went, which, which by the way,
0: made it the largest car manufacturer to date. in the world relative wow. to all
1: the main ones combined it was nuts exactly so here so here because when you do a fundamental analysis you also want to do a comparable currently revenues most like the chunk the majority of what makes tesla tesla right now in terms of cash flow and operation is uh, without dispute their car sales so when you look at that currently the way you have to kind of assess in the moment fundamentally is you're comparable to a car manufacturer. But when you want to enter the speculative aspect of Tesla and where they're trying to accomplish, that's where you can start giving them a premium on what it is in terms of their multiple and in terms of their growth. Because obviously you're going to see better growth in them and then and any other manuf- car manufacturer, especially since they're trying to develop other type of product lines, not necessarily just cars, you know, storage, energy, this and that. But currently right now, if, some, if the world were to stop and they couldn't do anything else other than car sales, guess what? They would be nothing more than a car manufacturer in the present moment. Therefore that price will come shooting down like nothing you've ever seen before. Their well, PM, yeah, that's, also- only, that's only if you were to purely look only at the car aspect of things yes, and they were not yes. able to expand into the speculative nature of what they're trying to build but that's where the value of the long-term is because you're playing the long game. That's where you're getting that value. If you're playing the short game right now, you're okay. playing the short game based on the fact that they're a car manufacturer. Well, you're also, gonna,
0: you're also going to start looking at the options market and probably risk all your, yeah, your, exactly. your money to try to make some ridiculous amount, which like,
1: is terrible risk
0: management, but congratulations to all the Robinhood investors that did that. <laughs> I, I really applaud you. You guys have balls.
1: The, uh, just to give you guys a, a, an example, uh, perspective, their PE. So the price to earnings ratio at the current price right now is 740 times. Last two weeks ago, we talked about Amazon, which is a crazy growth company, which had a multiple of 144, 150. And we thought that was crazy. Tesla is 740. Oh, that's freaking insane. That would require without expanding into any other operation, looking at current revenue and free cash flow it would take 740 years of revenues to pay that market cap
0: which means they would need some kind of sustained growth of about like north of 80% at that point year Eight. over year
1: yes right? you they have to year. that's that's why the dividend outlook is nowhere near close right they have to make that multiple shrink by making that the only way to make the multiple shrink is by making your revenues and your evaluation grow at a real fundamental level.
0: Well, it's also that, you, you, you got to control your costs too. But I, yeah, I mean, but that's it. There's
1: controlling your costs improves yeah. your margins. Improving yeah, your margins yeah. increases your free cash flow. Incre- improving your free cash flow means you can expand into more operations, allocate more capital. So every aspect of the business has to be scrutinized to make that number in the short term and midterm make some sort of reasonable purchase. But
0: you know, what, give 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 Elon Musk and his team credit. Um, like I said, that's the love part. This yeah. is the love like, and we're going to put flop back here because <laughs> exactly. it's, it's just insanity, but um, no, seriously, look at their, this was their first profitable quarter. That is their first profitable quarter.
1: Earnings per share, it took, ninety-three.
0: It took, it took, yeah, it took 10 years exactly for them to turn a profit.
1: It did almost, it took what, 15, 20 years for uh, Amazon to do that. Exactly. So, I mean,
0: these are like, I, when you look at Tesla, I mean, i w I'm a buyer for this for the long term, hundred yes. percent. I think you are too. I would just, I would wait for this thing to come down yeah. a little bit more because I still think it's way too overvalued for yeah. what it's worth today. We, but you know, there's, again, there's
1: value in seeing the patient side of things sometimes, you know? Exactly. So
0: I, 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 I think 10 years from now, Tesla is probably a $3,000 stock. Don't get me wrong. Um, if they could continue this momentum growth, if they could continue to expand uh, their reach into other parts of the world. Um, but again, the product is unbelievable, mm-hmm. right? And they're, yeah. th- that's, 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 again, that's just the tip of the iceberg too. They have um, the Cybertruck coming out. Now, that's going to be a direct competitor with you know, Ford's F-150, which has been by far, from you know, my understanding and research, and just even talking to some friends who work in construction, that has been the best truck out there, by far. So if Tesla can start stealing market share from those guys, imagine the possibilities moving forward. Mm-hmm. So this is a really interesting company. This goes back to the love-hate relationship that everyone has with this because the valuations don't make sense, but the company is so good and it's got such a cult following that you know it might actually sustain uh, the the levels here anywhere between eight hundred to, to fourteen hundred bucks in the short term. I think personally,
1: mm-hmm. like there's. Like, you know, we always talk about, there's two aspects of buying a company. You know, there's the one is, do we like the company? Yes, we might, we absolutely love it. Secondly is now, is it the right time to buy? Because when to buy is also very important. And that's based on the fundamentals. That's based on the evaluation. That's based on your horizon, the current market outlook. And right now that's more of where you're getting the hate aspect of Tesla. Yeah. It's more of, is it right? Is it good to buy it now? Again, unless you have that really long horizon, you can afford to buy it and it'll mitigate the the next three to five year price point of the Tesla stock because you're you're in 30 years. But if you're in for a short time, this is where you're saying, I can't. You cannot get your exposure to Tesla. I mean, you could if you wanted to, but there's too much risk in the short term to meet, to validate that what the price is at right now.
0: Especially given with the way the world is right now. Um, yeah. I mean, this thing fell off a cliff when the March sell off happened. Yeah. Like literally fell off a cliff. Um, luckily it gained it back. But, um, the other thing I like about Tesla in terms of, uh, we'll talk about the fundamental aspect of it is they don't have that many shares outstanding for the, the size of the company that it is. I mean, 181 billion shares, outstanding is billion or million, million, million. Million,
1: million. Cool. 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 No, if
0: it was billion, forget it. The, the, this would take like so much yeah. to move it, but <laughs> um, no 181 million shares outstanding. I think that's a good amount. There's probably going to be, uh, you know, certain options that are going to be exercised at some point. Elon Musk is due for a massive payday. Yeah. Uh, t- I think he's getting, Yeah. I, I, some crazy amount, 600 million cash to, um, with like some ridiculous stock option, I think,
1: yeah, I, think was, a, I, I think it's a total. I think it was a total of ten billion dollars of incentives that are going to be awarded if by hitting the milestones.
0: Yeah, um, and like if they maintain like a specific valuation for like a, a, a certain period of time, um, you know, it, it was. It's just, this guy is literally such a genius. He deserves to be
1: rewarded on people. And and this is where people are going to hate on him. They're going to oh look at all this money he's getting. Guys, he's going to take that money and just put it right back into it. Exactly. Like, it's not like it's leaving Tesla. Tesla is Elon Musk. There is no Tesla without Elon. Elon does not care about nothing but that company. And, you know, SpaceX, because... So the money he's making, it's not really his money because he's just going to put it right back in and it's going to go right back into just building what he wants to build. So honestly, give it to him. You could give him $20 It wouldn't change anything. He sold everything. He he doesn't want nothing. He just wants Tesla to do what it needs to do because that at the end of the day is his entire reputation and his entire legacy. The guy's so focused on that that he'll put every penny right back into it. So he's literally, his incentives are, are, are closed looped right back into Tesla. or well, and his other
0: two companies too, right? He yeah. wants to space, exactly. space, SpaceX has been, I mean, the fact that NASA astronauts went to a SpaceX rocket to go to the space station. I mean, this guy has been a visionary for so long, right? And to see that come to life, like, like you said, take the cash that you make, put it into another project, Help the world, build something, change the world. Like he could be known
1: as he could be literally known as the first guy to completely revolutionize the concept of space travel, and really bringing it to everyday people.
0: Which, which I think they will, and I think honestly, like at this at this point, I think there's going to be an astronaut on Mars soon. I think we can agree on that. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not, not a matter of if it's a matter of when at this point. hundred percent.
1: Right? I agree. Right. Because honestly, when you have people that are smart and their entire world is dedicated to making something happen, guys, you don't need any other proof than looking at the capital landscape to see what they can do. Amazon, Google, Facebook, Microsoft, these the visionary people, you smart visionaries, when they know how to execute it's, it's so much, it's so unlimitless in terms of what they're c- capable of it's hard to, you can't really be against them. You kind of want to give, they push our world forward. I, so it's I'll, like,
0: I'll, I'll be honest though. I, I, the, 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 the one company that I just like more than the Amazons, the Apples and the Facebooks of the world, like, and we're talking about it today is Tesla because I don't think Tesla is using your information to, Manipulate people. It's, it, it's a, it's <laughs> a different. I'm playing doubles advocate sure. though. hundred percent. Dub- I get it. But like, you know, here, because
1: but... like Google, Google revolutionized the way we, we look at data because we can access anything. Now anybody can access anything, right? Facebook and uh, Instagram is like literally your social, your virtual social world. You're connected to the entire world through those two platforms. Then you look at Amazon, Amazon completely revolutionized the way supply chain is, is like, to buy and sell products completely changed that world. Apple completely changed the concept of smartphones and the way we push forward mobile telephones, Microsoft completely changed the corporate world in terms of how they operate and computer softwares, you know, like, and then Tesla, Tesla, the renewable component, the way they're driving and trying to push forward our, our system. These guys all did something, but like you said, Tesla is the only one that cannot, doesn't use data the way others do.
0: Yeah. They're more of a, they're more of a environmentally friendly company. Yeah.
1: Really about cool. sustainability, which, you know, the only way, the only way AI and data comes in for them is in terms of autonomy for their vehicles and stuff like that. And that's where they used AI, but that's more AI in terms of how does the, how does the computer and the, and the car read all the variables around you and your surroundings, not who are you and what do you have and what do you buy? What do you sell?
0: And I think again, it's going to come down to the demand for these things. Um, I'm seeing more and more Teslas on the road now. Mm-hmm. Um, the demand is there. People want a Tesla. It's like a. It's such a. Again, if you've ever been in a Tesla, it's such a unique experience. Like it just feels so different. It's quiet, and the acceleration too is is unreal. So, um, before we're, we're going to wrap this up very soon, but the one thing that I would say is, um, I think Nick, you can agree with me on this. Um, if you're planning on shorting Tesla, um, you better have enough money to cover a short squeeze because when a, when a, when a squeeze happens on this, it, it takes off. Um, so I think the moral here, <laughs> Nick, and you'll agree with this is don't bet against Elon Musk. Like no. ever.
1: And if you want to let, let pay- wall street do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Guys, you know, sometimes like it, it's that FOMO part of stuff, you know, it's just sometimes there's no need to always touch something. If you're not sure about something, move on. Like you're, you're just, you're putting too much risk. Just move on. There's plenty of other opportunities out there. If you're going to bet against Elon, Just don't touch it. If you want to play the long game, then you can touch it. If not, be patient, wait on the sideline and wait for an opportunity to buy, get exposure to them or wait for the company to normalize fundamentally overall. And then you can say, now it makes more sense. And that could take five years. But if you're waiting, if you're going to be in for 30 years, who cares if you wait five years to buy them? Very true. Sometimes the best decision is to not make a decision at all with your Yeah, business. just you know, move on. It's hard because if you look at it and you see everybody else looking, but then again, it's like, you know, just people that bought highs, man, they just already lost five hundred bucks and you don't know how much more down this can go in the short term.
0: Very true. So I think it's fair to say like Elon is gonna Elon's already changing the world. Um yeah. they moved that gigafactory too to Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, understandably so because <laughs> California just wasn't nice to Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a smart, Too bad route. for
1: California, too bad for California. Um, uh, it's, it's very, uh, it's a very uh, liberal, um, Democrat. It's a very, it's a, is, is it a democratic? Just, I'm just curious more in terms of the political landscape. Thing. Political. Yes.
0: And, okay. uh, that was one of Elon's main complaints was just, that's what I figured they as were much getting, they were getting absurd taxes. Uh, the government there was not treating them well. So he said, screw it. And he talked about this with Joe Rogan. He's like, I'm packing up. I'm moving to Texas. We're bringing our entire factory there. Um, I think the state tax there is like less than like 6% or
1: something. But it's like, you know, people, you can't look at it per se from that because at the end of the day, Elon's going to pay more. If Elon just pays more taxes, it goes to a government that just uses, wastes the money. I would rather Elon and Tesla to keep that money, keep innovating and driving change and sustainability, because at the end of the day, that literally benefits everybody. It's true. It's It's like, it's waste of money to just say tax them and give it to the government. No, because then they end up wasting so much money on dumb stuff. Honestly, if you want sustainability change and you want climate change in the world, that that's really what you're fighting for. Your better bet is just letting Tesla do what it does. Let them keep their money. Yeah, I agree. Texas,
0: Texas uh, state taxes, 6.25%. Yeah. California, I think was like some ridiculous amount, like 18%. So, um, definitely beats Texas, you know? So we'll see where that goes. We'll see where that goes. All right, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We'll be back next week. I think it's a good little discussion we had about Tesla. Keep your, put it on your watch list. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to own Tesla. Once it reaches a specific amount, I'm thinking yeah. about 1100, maybe. I, uh, I'm, I'm,
1: my, my ideal is I like uh, just, just to give you guys a little smaller little context, quick, quick um, Tess, uh No, Elon in May, the beginning of May said that $800 was getting a little too expensive. That was overvalued. That's what he said at the beginning of May. Like he said that. 20% when he said That's that. That's his own words. At $800, the price is overvalued. Now, in my mind, I'm going to give that as the baseline. So I'm looking at $800 to $1,000, an ideal price to get a long-term position. I agree. I agree. That's yeah. where I, my head is at.
0: And honestly, if it doesn't hit that this year, then, then wait out, you know, because that's where, when you start playing the FOMO game, um, you actually, you actually get hurt and you lose a little bit more money, but, um, I'm long Elon, man. I know you
1: are too. Yeah. hundred percent. Even if I never get exposure to them, guess what? One way or another, I'll benefit from them from a stakeholder perspective. I am part of the system that he's trying to improve one way or another. I benefit from what he's doing. Absolutely, man.
0: All right. Well, that's it. We'll leave it at that. Next week, we'll be back with a new episode. We're getting a little bit closer to the end of summer.
1: Yeah, very true. One crazy. month left. Literally so take, one month
0: left. So take advantage of it. Stay safe out there, and we'll see you next week, guys.
1: Ciao, guys. Take care.